And that's why the lady's a baby? It's Think Outside the Box set. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Maddie Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. I and meant that to be I like a takeoff just... on That's Why the Lady is a Tramp. You know that song? Oh, yeah. But baby, because Lady Gaga. That's why the lady... Is a baby. <laughs> is a baby. <laughs> That's right. This has been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. And when we... Just like had Sting. A, uh, yeah. Famous <laughs> tantric sex person. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Not Good the for wrestler. him, but shut up. Um, <laughs> we uh, had a... Just a little text conversation this morning the morning of recording this saying oh my god what are we what are we recording tonight we should probably start a new season right what are we gonna do yeah and maddie you were like i was just about to ask you that i was like fuck and i said okay lady gaga or tupac and you said lady gaga and i was like great let's do it yes so uh today we're covering the album The Fame, and mm-hmm. I think that what we should do mm-hmm. is next week cover the non-The Fame songs, because there's a reissue of The Fame Monster. I wasn't aware of this. Me and either. there's eight more songs. I think yes. we should just do that next I time. I think so. Um, because that's the one that has bad romance yes. on it, and we can't skip that. It's basically an its own EP, but it was like, yeah, it was. there's a complicated like release thing where it was released as a reissue of the fame called the fame monster but then eventually they were released on their own those eight tracks so yeah we should we'll just cover them next week as their own thing maddie will you tell me what is your experience with lady gaga and what is your impression of lady gaga what has it been um my experience with lady gaga has been um just hearing her music around, not really ever intentionally listening to it. So hearing a few of her singles um, and just kind of like knowing of her as a figure in the pop culture, that seems like fairly baffling. Um, uh, but the, the, maybe the highlight of my experience with Lady Gaga was when um, my friend Justin and I were in Amsterdam in 2010 and we got, as high as we possibly could on whatever like shake that they give to tourists. And we were just like walking down the sidewalk. And I was like, Justin, Justin, you need to like harmonize with me as we do the whoa parts from bad romance. <laughs> and, I mean, I had no fucking idea. I was like, I was doing like, I didn't know what pitch was. I, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, that's taken me a while to, you know, even come close to beginning to learn how to sing. Um, but we were high and, that's what we did. Because, <laughs> um, you know, Bad Romance is a great song. Um, and as far as my idea of Lady Gaga, she does seem like this really odd pop culture figure because she, a lot of her early sort of persona felt very Bjork style. Like mm. when Bjork famously showed up to the Grammys wearing like a swan dress, Lady right, Gaga right. showed up to some awards show or something wearing like a meat dress. She was doing like all kinds of like provocative outrageous costumes and like being like a, a weird, a professional weirdo in public, uh, right. uh, a whip, if, if you will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, episode title right off the bat. <laughs> 
Um, Lady Gaga is totally the whip. Uh, yeah, and I, I always thought it was like, it, it always felt like there was something more there. Um, I think I had heard sort of like rumors that she came out of like the art school scene in New York. Yeah. Um, and then she was like doing things like she was acting in American Horror Story. She did A Star is Born and like had a huge hit off of that also. Um, that was huge. Um, and then she like does wacky things like records duet al- two duet albums with Tony Bennett of all people. Yeah. What the <laughs> I didn't fuck? know there's two. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bananas. Um, yeah. It's like the guy whose Christmas album my parents maybe <laughs> listen to every year. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So she has always seemed like baffling and complex and unafraid to participate in like a culture that is not coded as sophisticated. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's a good observation. How about you? So I've always like sort of dismissed Lady Gaga, especially like at her, you know, at the height of her fame, like in the bad romance era. Mm -hmm. And as sort of like, well, just genuinely not actually really enjoying her music. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the way it's produced, the way it's mixed, the melodies, any of the sonic experience of it, the theoretical experience of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't hate it. It's just like, I don't feel anything (laughs) when I listen to it Mm -hmm. so far. um, And I've only heard like the hits and this album. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, so I've always just sort of dismissed it as music that I don't particularly care about. And it seems very gimmicky, like it's Mm -hmm. gimmick forward. Um, Maybe in a, maybe in a way that's not dissimilar to Lil Nas X um, mm-hmm. in some ways. Like, although I do really enjoy Lil Nas X's albums um, and his music, but um, a lot of what makes him powerful and culturally potent is the stuff that happens outside of his studio albums. Right. Um, they're like, I'm going to like release these Nike shoes that have real blood in them and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the and the Satanism stuff and like uh, that kind of thing. And uh, I care about and understand Lil Nas X's like mission and what the gimmick is for. And so it's easier for me to relate to, but with mm-hmm. Lady Gaga so far, um, or like in my experience peripherally, I've sort of dismissed her as like, this seems like it's gimmick for attention's sake. This is a early attention economy stuff mm-hmm. like pre-internet attention economy kind of stuff. And I just sort of felt like I didn't really care or didn't believe that there was anything of substance beneath that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, also, uh, I guess I was aware that she just like did a lot of just kind of like vaguely neoliberal um, public appearances 
she did perform uh, like, at President Biden's inauguration for one thing. Yeah, she sang the the national anthem, <laughs> um, which is, as far as I am concerned, is a, a, a hate speech. Yes, that and the, the flag. <laughs> I hate that song. <laughs> um, and uh, she like I don't know hung out with Obama at one point for some reason. I don't remember why. I think it might have been to discuss some sort of anti-gay bullying thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like she like goes on talk shows and stuff. And then uh, I also saw this one video of her once where she said, the thing about being kind, the best thing about it, it's absolutely free. <laughs> she said that once. <laughs> Which I can't necessarily put my finger on why that was so irritating to me. Um, but it just felt very irritating to me because it's like a lot of kindness that needs to happen is absolutely not free. And, uh, also just felt like plat, plat, platitudinous mm-hmm. for the sake of <laughs> itself. Uh, so yeah, um, that's been my general impression of her. What did you think? What do you think about her now after listening to this first album? Um, I think, uh, I was surprised at the breadth, uh, how, how chameleon-like she sounds on some of these songs. Um, yeah, there's, there's definitely like some lingering, at one point she was like employed as a songwriter for people like Britney Spears and there are some like lingering sort of vestiges of that style of music in the very end of like the aughts decade. Um, yeah. Uh, I also like looked into her Wikipedia page, which was um, super interesting. Like, there's a lot going on there. It that's it a really, big page. What's that? That's a big page. It's a big page. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, it, it it seems like she is very consciously like crafting her image um, in order to be a pop star. It's it's fascinating how um, how different she sounds on these different songs, um, and how a lot of them do not seem like they are intended to be like radio hits necessarily, or they're like intended to be like radio hits for a different artist or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's interesting to see a a songwriter, a person who's like backstage, come to the front and see what they do. Kind of like yes. Kanye mm-hmm. a little bit. In yeah, some ways. I think yeah. There's definitely it's some of that. Interesting to see. Um, I think there's also going to be some interesting parallels to someone like Garth Brooks, who yep. was sometimes a lot. A lot of times, like more of a public relations person or model than he was like a music star. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, which is yeah. There's definitely some similarities here. I think there's some like you know millennial equivalents of Glad Awards. That she's like received. I will say for Lady like, Gaga though, like she's done some pretty um, cool badass stuff in. Um, ab- ab- absolutely, in she didn't just imply that gay people were okay in one song. Like <laughs> she's done a lot more than Garth has. There's there's one thing that she did one time that was very endearing. Um, it might have happened in 2020. There was a um, Anderson Cooper asked Lady Gaga. If she had a penis, because there'd been this. What the hell? Right? Yes. 
Jesus Christ. Exactly. There was like this photo going around where people thought there was a bulge in her crotch as she's like getting on her motorcycle or something. And her response to this is to pop a fake diamond into her mouth and be like, maybe I do. Would it be so terrible? Like, <laughs> fuck yes. Like, go off, queen. That's, yes. that's amazing. <laughs> wow. I'm really disappointed in him as like a queer person in the media. <laughs> like... <laughs> I is Anderson Cooper is, is a queer person? Yeah, he's gay. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I mean, it, I mean, it sounds like he's gay and not queer if he's asking those <laughs> yes, kinds of questions. Exactly. Um, um, and that exchange that, happened that in sucks. 2011, apparently. Um, so, like yeah. before the trans tipping point, um, so called. Right. Um, yeah, I know that there were like rumors of her being intersex and stuff like that. Is that related to that question? Um, apparently, yes. I, I did a, a web search for it. Lady Gaga asked if she has penis and boy, people just are out there just throwing the word hermaphrodite around like it's going out of style, apparently still. <laughs> That's a cool thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone should continue using that word all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, I think divorced from its history, not that I'm not that familiar with this history, I... I kind of like it. I think it's like kind of a better word than uh, than intersex a little bit in terms of like mouthfeel. Mm, but uh, yeah. other than that, uh, yeah, don't don't do it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, she apparently in two thousand nine said it was an urban legend. Yeah. You know, it's, internet, it's, it is really interesting to me. Um, this is a little bit of an aside, but I've, I've noticed on, um, on TikTok, uh, there's been... Are you on TikTok, Cameron? I'm on TikTok. Do you TikTok. watch TikToks? I have, I have TikToks. I've talked about this many times. You've talked um, the ticks. I'm a chronic TikToker in my consumption. I only occasionally make a post. But um, there's been this trend of transmasculine people talking about trans issues and people commenting on their videos, you'll never be a woman. Um, <laughs> because pe people don't understand what's going on. Right. Um, they think they're insulting and a there's trans a lot woman. Of just like, kind of like, you know, low hanging fruit, like dunking on these people, you know, yeah. it's like, you don't even get it, you know, like you don't realize that you're compliment that you're like affirming me, you know, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And, uh, I, I'm sure we've said stuff along these lines before on the show, but I think it's really interesting that, um, I've never heard any, uh, cis men accused of being transmasculine or accused of being intersex before, when there is some sort of rhetorical uh, purpose um, or agenda to like, kind of like take them down. Mm -hmm. um, I've only heard tr uh, cis women being accused of being trans women or being accused of intersex um, because the, the scope of what is acceptable masculinity, um, it, however small it is, it is still considerably wider than acceptable uh, femininity. And, um, you know, the worst that, like, a man can expect to uh, receive, like, uh, a, a supposed ad hominem attack uh, would be 
this person is gay or this person uh, is a sissy or a beta cuck or something. Right. Um, but like when women uh, need to be torn down, it's like this person is secretly a man. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is like uh, really interesting. Um, it's like kind of baffling uh, because it's like, wouldn't it in these misogynistic people's like worldviews, wouldn't it be an effective like insult to them to say like this man is actually biologically a woman or something. But like the thought is like never occurred to them because, and I, and I think it's because these people think like, well, obviously women want to be men. We all know that because men have all the agency and all of the power. And Mm -hmm. um, that's like just sort of a given. But um, the thing that is truly threatening is someone who is born uh, assigned imposed maleness um, yeah. someone who's um, giving that up who is eschewing that either because they want to or because they need to because they aren't a man or whatever um, that is the most threatening thing that someone can do mm-hmm. um, so anyway yeah it's um, I mean well, no people. one's asking Anderson Cooper if he's Exactly. A trans if he has a vagina. Person. No one is asking. Hey, him Andy, that. do you got a vagina or not? <laughs> even, What's in your pants? Even though he's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, God. I mean, I mean, you can't accuse TERFs or right wingers of being like logical or consistent. And um, yeah. they mostly just seem to not care about trans men or just mostly regard them with pity as being in their view like confused lesbians or something or so brainwashed by the patriarchy that they decided they wanted to be men because that was the only way to gain power or something like that Um, to be clear because this is important for me to say trans masculine people receive a lot of vitriol and oppression right uh uh but there i i feel that there is a a natural uh not a natural um, there is an erasure mm, totally there because of the priorities of heteronormative folks right. and cisnormative folks. Yes. Um, incidentally, I just read, I just finished reading a uh, young adult-ish novel called Cemetery Boys that features a trans mask main character, trans man, uh, which is, it, it was great. It's, it's all about like traditional like brujeria um, in East LA and it's gay also. There's a gay romance and there's like witchcraft and all kinds of fun shit going on oh, check it out cemetery great. boys um okay great people should check that out um anyway uh yes so back to lady to gaga up, fuck you anderson cooper fuck you I'm, anderson cooper yes <laughs> I'm, I'm not impressed <laughs> um <laughs> fuck you and your handsome face <laughs> yes <laughs> uh poker face um lady gaga is bisexual and she attributes yeah. a lot of her early success to her gay fans. And yeah. she said, the turning point for me was the gay community when she was having trouble getting airplay. Yes. Yeah, I, I haven't seen much about her bisexuality. Um, as far as I can tell, she the only thing she said about it is for a mostly gay audience at one point when performing Poker Face she revealed that that is a song 
about having sex with men and kind of wishing that she was having sex with women. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that is vaguely supported by the song. Um, but not in a way that without that information, I would have necessarily jumped to that conclusion. There's like one line in the song that kind of supports that, that I'd never really noticed before, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because of the uh, aforementioned general dismissal that I've had <laughs> of uh, Lady Gaga. Uh, unrecognized or dismissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, we should do some table setting. I, I was thinking about this earlier, but um, yes, the premise of the show, if, if you're still with us, if this is your <laughs> first episode and we just like dove right into it, the premise of the show is that we choose artists that we, we think may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. And then we listen to all of their studio albums and we sort of decide to what extent are they misunderstood, unrecognized, dismissed. I think maybe Lady Gaga is, to a certain degree, um, misunderstood, potentially a little unrecognized. Yeah. There's definitely a little more going on here than uh, so far than I thought there would be. Um, mm-hmm. I was expecting it to be kind of a purely cynical, gimmicky uh, kind of pop music persona and for the content to reflect that. Um, and a lot of it isn't that interesting to me uh but i will say that it is hornier than i thought Mm. uh and reading her quotes she's a lot hornier than i thought Mm. and i think that unfortunately uh it is still subversive to for women to be um vocally horny especially in like kind of like masculine coded ways. Right. And um, she's just like out here talking to like Rolling Stone saying cocks and stuff like that. <laughs> she said um, the C word. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And like talking about how she like wants cock and stuff. And like, I, that is immediately um, interesting to me. Uh, and like, Oh, that's really significant that you are um, breaking this social contract right. by being a woman who is horny uh, out loud and yes. not in ways that are like femme coded. You're just like, I'm hungry for cocks, <laughs> which is like a <laughs> masculine way of talking puffs. about sex. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get away with that as an episode title. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it feels like when she's being provocative, it's usually like very intentional and very calculated. Um, It's not, it it doesn't feel like she's like, um, like (sighs) sexualizing herself or being sexualized by the music industry in order to sell records. It feels like she is um, trying to, be like a counter counter example and um, maybe provide some role models or provide some change uh, of women just being horny in public in these very direct ways. Yeah. I feel like I'm not very familiar with this kind of um, horniness coming from a woman as a, in a public figure, especially a white woman. Um, mm. Yeah, and I, I want to say this because, like, I uh, I've been reading a lot of um, Alok Vadmenon's um, uh, 
book reports. They release book book reports pretty regularly oh, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to be reading just uh, an enormous amount of <laughs> um, theory and history and nonfiction and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and just like really paring it down and having sources and like and using infographics. It's like kind of one of the best things that they do. Um, mm. No shade to their uh, comedy career, which mm-hmm. is fine. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, I'll go see them again. I'm happy to support them. Um, but uh, one of the book, a lot of their book reports talk about how um, a lot of n- early 20th century and 19th century books uh, 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 sex biology, heavy air quotes. Right. Um, it uh, was was basically the the idea was the more civilized a culture is, a race is, um, the more distinct the sexes behave and appear, and basically mm-hmm. that like the categories of man and woman are. Uh, aspects of white privilege back then mm-hmm. um, and basically that like anyone who wasn't white wasn't seen as being able to assimilate into gender roles and this this idea that like um, these you know like <laughs> this feels just disgusting to even like repeat uh, <laughs> this idea of like more like uncivilized or savage races um, you know the the less civilized they are the more inseparable indistinguishable um the uh uh the men are from the women um basically Mm -hmm. just like sexual dimorphism uh only exists for white people and maybe it'll exist for black people uh someday if they get their act together uh i hope that isn't taken out of context yes no one clipped that (laughs) yeah no one clipped that uh that was just like a real, it's just kind of a scientific uh, consensus among white, powerful white scientists. Um, and uh, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. Um, I feel that I have heard more overt horniness um, in this kind of way, like anatomical, I want cock kind of horniness from. Uh, women who aren't white. Um, mm. and, and I wonder if that is because uh, there has been extra pressure. The flip side of this white privilege for women, because there's always like another side of the coin, mm-hmm. is that they are actually expected and required to be extra feminine and more feminine um, mm-hmm. by, our, by our white supremacist supremacist culture um and uh which is you know it's a privilege but it's also a fucking prison um and i feel like i'm mostly just hearing this kind of like horniness from uh nikki minaj or um megan v elliott or other um like Mm -hmm. uh, black women artists and obviously any men of, you know, of any race. Um, but like, I have, I feel like it's a, a little bit more rare to hear this kind of, to hear a person, a white woman of this profile, mm-hmm. of this, uh, of this 
ubiquitousness, um, ubiquity, um, being this openly horny in interviews saying, I want to dance on your disco stick, which Mm -hmm. happens pretty early on in this album. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, that is, it shouldn't be a subversive act, but it is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't want that to be perceived as like, you know, giving, (laughs) giving white women (laughs) like a pat on the back or something like, um, uh, as much as just acknowledging the expectations that are put on white women and the promises that are given to white women for adhering to these sets of expectations and for Lady Gaga to be a person who is using her platform to subvert these expectations, uh, just in these little ways, I, I think it's really impressive. And uh, that alone ha- has been really interesting to me today as I listen to this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I want to I want to shift gears a little bit and just well we need to get into the songs obviously, um, but one thing I wanted to to just quickly say about Lady Gaga is she's kind of the last superstar um, from the mm. days when people mm-hmm. paid for music. Her second album, Born This Way, sold one million copies in the first week it was wow. out, which is wow. like a decline from you know 1999 style sales numbers for like the huge yep. acts of that day but seems absolutely impossible in these days of everyone having Spotify. People mostly just don't buy music anymore. Um, And also the monoculture has just um, lost so much of its grip. Yeah. That um, I, I honestly, like I can't think of anyone who's, achieved that level of success since Lady Gaga. I mean, Yeah, success like, has to be measured yeah. differently. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so fascinating, fascinating figure and like for what she means for um, like the music industry and pop culture and etc. Um, we should talk about the songs. Yes. Um, I guess we should talk about Just Dance because it was one of her singles, I think. Um, so let's talk about that. Way, way better than Unjust Dance. It's such a weird cover. It barely sounds like the David Bowie original. <laughs> Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess that's let's, let's dance and not just dance. Um, so it's a dance, a dance song. If you can imagine it, a song about wanting to dance. What? That can you dance to a song to, to that song? I don't, that seems too I'm so meta. Confused. I don't know. Can can you can your brain handle that level of meta textuality and, and self referentialness? I don't know. Um, I've seen Deadpool. I think oh, I can handle it. Yes, you know what the fourth wall is. <laughs> that was very good. Um, yeah. So Akon is in this song. Oh yeah. He. 
he disappeared, huh? Where'd he go? Probably, I don't know. He's probably a good um, guy who's only ever done good things. And <laughs> oh boy, we're gonna find out. He's like, uh, it was canceled or something. I don't know. Um, uh, I remember he had this song. The only thing I remember about him is he had a song where he's like, "That girl is a bad girl." <laughs> that's all I remember. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, I've had a little bit too much. All of the people start to rush. A dizzy twister dance. Can find my drink or man. Where are my keys? I lost my phone. Phone. Can find my drink or man. Yeah. Um, Interesting. <laughs> it makes me think there's a double meaning to the first line of the chorus, or the pre-chorus. What's going on on the floor? I feel like this person has just collapsed. <laughs> it's just lying on the floor. <laughs> um yeah this is a an ode to being absolutely fucking out of your mind blackout drunk i love this record baby but i can't see straight anymore keep it cool what's the name of this club i can't remember but it's all right this is stressful to me i don't like being this drunk Um, me either if if i'm this inebriated uh i don't want to be around this many people i want to be around people who I can trust to just be like, Oh honey, shut up. You're fine. (laughs) Yes. Like my band was just on tour and like, uh, we, uh, stayed in this like Airstream hotel. Um, and, uh, it was on 420 and we just like took edibles and did a puzzle together. (laughs) That's so lovely. I love that. (laughs) And that's what we did. It's Mm -hmm. like, that sounds okay for, to be this fucked up, you know, but like, at a club surrounded Ugh. by people especially that sounds awful as a woman <laughs> as a like, woman oh my god yeah yeah like ugh, it, yeah that seems like so uh skin crawling to me like i would not want to be doing that um personally um but i've never been much of a party monster um but yeah are you it's the same monster <laughs> yes um Half psychotic, sick, hypnotic, got my blueprint. It's symphonic. I wonder what that's about. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not obsessed with this song. Uh, but right off the bat, there were started to be interesting things in the back half of this song. Mm-hmm. And that continued to be a trend throughout this album. Where it feels very conventional. And then uh, Lady Gaga just kind of just starts getting weird. Um, yes. So I have a sound sample of that. And okay. I want to play that. Okay. Uh, here we go. This is cool. It is cool. Yeah. It's fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> She's letting her freak um, flag fly. Yeah. So this is where it starts to get weird. Um, yeah. So she's she's singing. Uh, I, this is probably like a little ableist, but she says like half psychotic, sick, hypnotic. Got my blueprint. It's symphonic. I don't care about these lyrics. The right. thing that I care about 
is that she's r- reciting that in hard left, hard right panned performances that are about a beat apart. And it's this like really weird canon. And it's just like kind of lovely to listen to. Like, I I think it's really interesting. Like Mm -hmm. the way that it like bounces off each other. It's like, I don't know, listening to like a Steve Reich clapping music or something. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. one round through that. Um, I also heard it in mono. Um, as you played it over Discord oh, for me, I heard it in mono. I was which, hoping that it would it, be in stereo when you got it over Discord. And for, I would think when we release the show, I think we're still mixing it down to mono. I don't remember if we do that or not I, anymore. I'm mixing it stereo every time. Oh, you are? Okay, good. Um, Absolutely, yeah. So hopefully, listeners, you'll be able to hear that effect. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't know Discord was making it mono. That's unfortunate. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's panned pretty pretty far left and right. Um, and then this, this little bridge, um, it says, spend the last dough. I got it in your Paco, <laughs> like in your pocket. Yeah. But, but it's this Paco. like fake slang for pocket. <laughs> yes. It's like just to rhyme with, uh, uh, don't slow drive it, clean it, Lysol bleed it. Uh, I don't know. Um, that's weird that she chose to do that. With all of her resources, like <laughs> she, your Paco. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like that's fun. I want to. I want to say that now. <laughs> Paco. <laughs> <laughs> um, delicious. Love that. Um, do you want to move on to love game? Uh, one final thing I want to say before we do that is that it is a little interesting. The uh, rhyme scheme in the verses. Uh, the last line of verse one and verse two are just totally blank, if I remember right. So here's verse one. I've had a little bit too much, much. All of the people start to rush. A dizzy twister dance. Can't find my drinker, man. Where are my legs? I lost my phone, phone. Just completely blank. Yes. And then verse two. Wish I could shut my playboy mouth. How'd I turn my shirt inside out? <laughs> Control your poison, babe. Roses have thorns, they say. <laughs> Uh, really interesting point, by the way. Yes. I gotta like say, what an interesting little metaphor. I feel like you could develop that into a whole song. <laughs> yeah, May- multiple songs even. Yeah. Uh, last line, and they're all getting hosed tonight. Uh, tonight doesn't rhyme with. I I, be, I guess it. Someone says inside out, right? At some point, but like, it's mostly blank, and uh, also they use the word hosed, which I think is funny. <laughs> It is really funny. So there's already some like weirdness yes. in this, in this stuff. Um, but you kind of have to like listen in to be like, they just say Paco, they just say hose. What the fuck? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Okay, yeah. let's move on. Okay, love game. This is the disco stick song. Here it is. It it really sounds like they they're saying, uh, "Don't think too much, just bust that dick." I 
could swore that was what I was hearing. And then I like looked up yeah. the genius. It doesn't like, sound oh, like bust that, that kick. kick as in kick drum. I don't think it is. That's let's what the genius lyric says it is. Yeah. Let's yeah. listen to it again. Here it comes. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, she. Elsewhere on this album, she slips in some cuss words uh, that people she didn't does. notice for a long time. Some pretty serious cuss words. She says some real, real and some very adult cusses. ideas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, love game. Um, you ever see, uh, old Greg, uh, hasn't probably aged very well. Yes. Maybe a little transphobic. Yes. But, uh, I like that song a lot from the old Greg sketch. Oh, I forgot love what this games. song is. Love games? Uh, I totally there's forgot. a love games song. Um, I mostly remember I'll the put it- drinking Baileys from issue. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, I really like that duo. It's a shame that they like resorted to some of those things. Uh, but although I also wouldn't be surprised if there are trans people that are like, "Yes, old Greg is a qu- trans icon. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that yeah. you make to hate us, we love." Yeah. <laughs> 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 Representation matters, <laughs> old Greg. Um. Anyway, uh, love game. This kind of sounds like like a proposition from a robot. Um, here's an example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm on a mission and it involves some heavy touching. Yeah. You've indicated your interest. I'm educated in sex. Yes. And now I want it bad. Want it bad. A love game. A love game. It is really interesting, Like. Being framed that way, it does sound like a robot. Like there's this, there's this like machine sort of vibe to it that um, is really. You have indicated your interest. Yes, yeah, I exactly. am educated in sex. <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> I've read I about recently it. downloaded a sex program. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be happy to know. <laughs> Um, uh, so this is uh, what Lady Gaga said to Rolling Stone uh, about Disco Stick. It's another of my very thoughtful metaphors for a cock. <laughs> I was at a nightclub and I had quite a sexual crush on somebody. And I said to them, I want to ride on your disco stick. <laughs> Ellipses. When I play the song live, I have an actual stick. It looks like a giant rock candy pleasuring tool that lights up. Wow. Yeah. What What is a rock candy pleasuring tool? I mean, that, that just sounds like someone <laughs> like being euphemistic about a dildo or a vibrator or something. Uh, have you ever eaten rock candy? It's delicious. Very pleasuring. That's a great point. <laughs> It's all sugar. Yeah. <laughs> I love the mountain of it also. <laughs> um, something uh, I want to like track in this season is the gay male tendency to um, see women pop stars as um, 
avatars of feminine and sometimes patriarchally feminine power. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to track like how Lady Gaga sort of plays into that. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, it sort of feels like Lady Gaga is performing gay male sexuality. Mm -hmm. Um, That's interesting. Like for men, Mm -hmm. for gay men, because as she said many times in interviews, gay men are responsible for my rise to fame and popularity. Mm -hmm. Um, They are the ones who like got me into the mainstream because they were so devoted. Um, And I think that's really interesting. And I also think it's interesting that she's a bisexual woman an out bisexual woman. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's also like, as far as I can tell, sort of, writing songs that pander to the gay male gaze mm-hmm. specifically. So I'm curious about that. Yeah. I just want to put a pin in that, see where that goes in the future to see if she ever gets into anything that's remotely sapphic. Yeah. That's a great point. Also, I do want to point out that um, there is like on her Wikipedia page, there is no personal life segment like section and it doesn't, talk about who she's dated or been married to or anything like that in on Wikipedia at least. And um, that's unusual. Like usually Wikipedia has something about, you know, people's personal lives um, who they've dated and yeah. there's nothing there. You know? Like uh, Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn like broke up a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I know this because I wasn't looking for this information. I don't care, but this information found its way to me. Everyone is talking about this breakup, the six-year breakup between the celebrity and her slightly less celebrated partner. Mm -hmm. Um, And now that I think about it, I've never heard a single thing about who Lady Gaga is romantically interested in. Yeah. That is fascinating to me that she is a female pop star and no one knows yes which i think goes back to like how constructed her persona is and like how much um her presence in pop culture is like itself a creative work that she is engaging in um yeah yeah, that she's like it's almost like one long performance art piece (laughs) Yeah. In a way. Yeah. It feels a little bit like Grace Jones, a little bit, mm-hmm. but but a little more expertly calculated and right. executed. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Well, we should we should talk about some other songs. Yeah, it's getting um, late. um we should talk about paparazzi. We should talk about paparazzi. That's, that was a big big hit. Yeah. This is one that I have heard. Yes. Not so what it means But this photo of us It don't have a price Ready for those flashing lights Cause you know that baby I I'm your biggest fan I'll follow you until you love me Papa, Papa Roxy Baby there's no other superstar You know that <laughs> um, Lady Gaga has absolutely 
fascinating quote from an interview about this song. The song is about a few different things. It's about my struggles. Do I want fame or do I want love? Which was literally a line in that last song. Um, it's also about wooing the paparazzi to fall in love with me. It's about the media whoring, if you will, watching ersatzes make fools of themselves to their station. <laughs> I've never heard... The word ersatz, ersatz is an adjective that was borrowed yeah. into English from German. So it's really odd to see it As a plural noun? Yeah. I agree. I was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? And it's just like <laughs> such, a, such an odd and like specific jargony word to just like drop in there in an interview. <laughs> like... What the fuck, uh, Gaga? Um, it's a, and she continues, it's a love song for the cameras, but it's also a love song about fame or love. Can you have both or can you only have one? Yeah. Like what? I don't know. Like, is this what we're supposed to consume about like what this song is about? Is this song about that? Does Lady Gaga actually feel like this? I don't know. <laughs> it's really interesting. Yes. Like how many layers deep is she? Is she like Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder? Oh I'm the God. dude who's playing a dude who's who's a dude who doesn't know what the dude underneath is or whatever his quote is. <laughs> oh my God. Um, that movie continu continues to be like, it's really interesting how, people keep talking about that movie, even though it's just like, it's kind of like on the surface, this like stupid comedy movie that came out like 12 years ago, but more like, than 12 years ago. you know, more than 12 years ago, but it's like Robert Downey Jr. Did blackface. <laughs> and since then he's become wildly like one of the most popular actors on earth. And somehow he is still seen as not cancelable. Like after doing that because of, how well executed that role and the writing of that role was. Um, mm -hmm. Which is like really interesting because it's like wildly inappropriate. <laughs> like, but yes. it knows that it is. But usually, even stuff that's self aware is like, well, you shouldn't put your foot in it anyway. But right. it like, there's like interviews like online and TikToks and like all this content that's like from like black folks saying, like, hey, uh, I see what they were doing. I appreciated it. I think he did a really good job. I think the role was written, like, written well. They threaded the needle perfectly. Which is so wild. Um, especially because <laughs> the... Well, interesting fact about that movie. The, the first build screenwriter is Justin Thoreau, the actor who is in The Leftovers. He's also done like screenwriting. Oh. And then Ben yeah. Stiller and then Ethan Cohen, Cohen, Ethan Cohen, whatever, however that's pronounced. So, which is to say, no black people involved in the screenwriting process, as far as I can tell. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's kind of incredible to see um, the way that the movie like pulls it off. Like you'd think Especially that because it wouldn't. if I remember right, this is not a particularly good movie. Like I saw it in theaters once, but uh -huh. like when I saw it, I was like, this is a very base movie with like a lot of really cheap comedy in it. Right. Yes. And it has this, and, and a lot of just like on the nose satire, right. but it has this one thing <laughs> in it that is 
really well executed. <laughs> yes, that's a great point. <laughs> um, also, one of my uh, the only one of the only other things I remember from the movie. Okay, I also want to say this. There's a point in in it where Tom Cruise plays like a Jewish like Hollywood executive, yeah, and he has like all of this like prosthetic like arm hair, yes. to like. There's, a, there's like really offensive stuff in there that's like I think not he's wearing it literally serving. a nose prosthetic also if I remember yeah, right there's, there's like whack stuff in that movie um, there's also uh, yeah there's this scene where um, so like Jack Black's character is like uh, has a serious drug problem and uh, finds this like huge brick of cocaine or whatever and is like running in these like shit stained undies like across a battlefield with like this like cocaine all in his face mm-hmm. and he's screaming don't judge me <laughs> i need this <laughs> uh and uh that's really insensitive yeah. <laughs> really awful it really is um yeah <laughs> So, I don't know. What an interesting little cultural artifact. Anyway, yeah, yeah uh, Lady Gaga. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see if we could see through the image that is cultivated for us at some point. Because I'm, I'm pretty confused at this point. Yes. Um, uh, do you want to just go into Poker Face? Let's go to Poker Face. Okay. Yeah, we're... We've done three songs and it's already 1030. <laughs> yeah, poker face. Oh god, my sound sample doesn't have the the devastating cast in it. Do you have a sound sample of that? I I have it. Okay. I have it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here. Where is it? Oh yeah, here it is. Um, I'm pulling it up any second now. <laughs> um, I got to get a new app for uh, sound samples cuz this is ridiculous. <laughs> here we go. She very clearly says, fuck her face. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I think makes Lady Gaga one of the people who've managed to get away with saying the F word on Saturday Night Live. Because I believe she. Do you think she actually said that in her Saturday Night? I think the radio edit said poker face, poker face. Well, um, let's see. I was reading, she said that like one, only one radio station figured out that it was, that she's actually saying fuck her face. Interesting. Let's see. Oh, so come on. She said to Rolling Stone, uh, obviously it's my pussy's poker face. (laughs) I took that line from another song I wrote but never released, called Blueberry Kisses. It was about a girl singing to her boyfriend about how she wants him to go down on her. Like, I don't necessarily think the lyrics 
lyrics of the song support that because she says a very different thing and we referenced this earlier uh but she she talks about being bi where is this quote uh during her performance early sunday morning she opened about the meaning behind poker face opened up about the meaning behind poker face suggesting that the song is about her personal experience with bisexuality to an enthusiastic crowd reaction she stated the song is about being with a man but fantasizing about a woman hence the man must read her poker face it could still be her pussy <laughs> yeah i guess <laughs> like they don't guess have to right. be they don't have to be contradictory quotes necessarily and then another quote says, uh, I gamble, but I've also dated a lot of guys who are really into sex and booze and gambling. So I wanted to write a record <laughs> my boyfriends would like to. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I love how she's just saying whatever to anyone <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> at any point. <laughs> like, I honestly don't know what this song is about. Um, the only thing that, like, kind of corroborates the, the buy thing is this chorus can't read my can't read my no he can't read my poker face she's got me like nobody Mm -hmm. that's the only clue that's the only breadcrumb but again like so many people all the gailers you know it's Mm -hmm. like this person is out and bisexual there is a clear indicator in this song Mm -hmm. but like i feel like no one cares about lady gaga's sexuality which kind of sucks because like it's I feel like it's because Lady Gaga is actually open or more open about it or at least is including it in her public persona and therefore I can be dismissed because it's like not a mystery. Yeah. Um, People want the salacious. But mystery. it still is a mystery because it's like she's saying all this whack, wacky stuff that's contradictory, contradictory, all these different narratives, mm-hmm. you know, like why aren't people interested in this? I I wonder if it's also just something about um, the way that Lady Gaga feels so much like a persona that yep. um, people are probably more interested in sort of um, solving and like figuring out uh, the like Taylor Swift's own autobiographical stuff and like personal life from her right. songs. And that feels like, something you probably can't do with Lady Gaga to that extent. Yeah. Um, like even, even something like interviews, like I think it's definitely an open question as to if anything she says in interviews is true. Like she could just be yeah. like spouting off just like bullshit, just like, you know, playing <laughs> jokes on the interviews, interviewers she talks to. Like there's definitely been musicians who like yeah. just totally yeah. go off on just... <laughs> who knows what, like, made-up bullshit in interviews. Um, so, yeah, who knows? She's she's such an enigma. And, like... Yep. Yeah, there's, like, so little of her personally on Wikipedia. And I wonder um, if that's true for, like, elsewhere on the web. Like, if I were to do a search for, like, people Lady Gaga has dated, like... I mean, I'm sure there's, like, conjecture, but... Um, um, Cameron, here's what I propose. I propose we talk about the rest of these songs along with the EP next week because they were that released good. combined. Because um, we spent so much time talking about Lady Gaga in general that it's pretty late now and I'm getting very sleepy. 
Uh, that sounds good. That sounds reasonable. Great. Uh, that'll give us a little more to talk about next week. Uh, let's leave. Let's leave everyone on this note. I'm going to play a sound sample of one more vulgar thing that she says in this in this song. I will tell you that I love you, kiss the hug you, cause I'm bluffing with my muffin. I'm not lying, I'm just stunning with my love glue gunning. Just like a chicken that's love casino, glue take gunning. a break before I pay you out. I promise what the hell is that supposed to mean? Is that like a snail trail? I've never, yeah, I've, I feel like I've never heard, like I'm assuming she's talking about like an ejaculating penis as like a love glue gun. Um, oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, and gross. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> My love glue gun in the yep. ways that she makes penises ejaculate is stunning. <laughs> wow, uh, quite yep. quite explicit. Holy shit! Yeah, Lady Gaga. Well, let's pick this up next week. Yes. We'll come back to that next week. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Um, uh, God, I forgot all the stuff that I usually say here. Um, do the thing. Do the thing. You can support us in a number of different ways. Um, you can tell people about the show, spread the word. Um, you can email us at email at Vox at that website. There's a, di- a link to our Discord in the show notes. Um, you can write us a review on the sites like Apple Podcasts, um, jam those stars type those words uh if you want to support us even more directly you can go to our patreon at support.boxset.website uh if you kick us a few bucks every month we'll give you access to all of our bonus materials including a weekly mini show called what's in the box weekly and this week we talked about a book and a tv show we talked about the argonauts by maggie nelson which is a book and the owl house which is a tv show um so go to support.boxset.website to get access to that. The other thing you should do, obviously, is listen to Cameron's other podcast. It's called Get Up in the Cool. And it is and is about the musics. And also That's true. check if Cameron is coming to a city near you. I, wait, I don't, do oh, you, yeah. you have more tourists planned? I thought you did. Yeah, I'm going to Colorado next month. Um, got a... Uh, Probably a, a uh, like a Portland to San Francisco run in August, yeah, and a Northeast thing in uh, October, late September. Nice, sweet. So everybody, go check that out. Um, yeah. In the meantime, I've been Maddie Hunt, and I'm the Pwip. I'm Cameron Dewitt, and I'm Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> Thank you.